Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. All right, you guys. So today may be a little bit more on the heavier side of things. Although I, it is my goal and my aim to be transparent and vulnerable on this podcast with you all because the whole purpose of it is for others not to feel alone in this journey um, of life. Uh, however, I think today's episode may be a little bit more vulnerable than I'm willing to admit I want to go. So um, if I take a pause uh, every now and again or something like that, that's the reason why, because I really don't want to like, like you know what, trash this episode, let's do something more lighthearted. I really want to be uh, vulnerable with you all today because I I feel led to and I want to be obedient to what I'm feeling or what I believe. Um, and I, I'm, I'm always, because of my therapist, she she's always making me aware of separating the two because feelings are not thoughts. Thoughts are not feelings. They're two different things. And so it's important to identify the difference, right? Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Um, that, that's nervousness that's coming out. Okay. Well, what I want to start off by saying is, is that I I recently had an experience that kind of exposed, um, some areas of healing. And, and we know that when we have a wound, right, that we are healing from, presently healing, that sometimes, you know, as the scab forms, if you pick at it too soon, um, by peeling it off, you could reopen the wound. And that's what happened to me um, recently in a conversation. It just, it, the conversation in itself was picking at some areas of healing and kind of just ripped it, ripped that scab right off and reopened some wounds. And I found myself in a dark place. Um, my my therapist likes to refer to it as like the mind bully that you know this was this is when my mind bully will try to come in and say a lie against the truth of what I know God's word says about me and so sometimes for me uh when I find myself in that place of um of darkness and my mind bully comes in like it's, it's almost as if my mind bully is like oh she in that dark place now is the best time to pounce and just give her all we got and when that happens it's really hard to counter what my mind bully is saying and so I, I want to start off with talking about words right because and I know that we've had this discussion before about words and everything, but I I really, because of what I recently experienced, I'm brought back to how mindful um, I need to be and want to encourage others to be about what is said. Because yeah, we have little sayings like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I don't know who came up with that, but I wish they never did because words do hurt. Words have power. Words can either tear a person down or build a person up. Um, We can have what we say because if we continue to speak it, 
we will start to do it and we'll see it happen and manifest in our lives. A lot of the times when we find ourselves in the same situation and nothing has changed, we have to stop and ask ourselves, well, what have I been saying? Have I been speaking the current situation or have I been declaring what it's not yet to be what it is so that I can see that change that I want to have happen in my life. And so this is why I want to come back to the words because we also have sayings like, oh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Um, Your actions speak louder than your words. And yes, this is all true, right? Because we also know that faith without works is dead. So I can be speaking all the faith that I want, but if I never act upon it, then it's dead. I'm not going to see what it is that I want to see because I'm not doing something about it at the same time. I'm not showing that I believe what I'm saying. The two work together. You know what I'm saying? Like they coincide, they coexist. Like you really can't have one without the other. Um, and, and, and that's what I want to talk about because I know for myself, you know, just in uh, the past year, being in therapy and just kind of allowing myself to really figure out where the root or where the seed was planted in my life for some things that I see showing up in my adulthood. And I, I'm not looking back to get stuck in the past, right? Because looking back and getting stuck in the past is not going to help me move forward. But it's good to know where things were were rooted or seated in our lives so that we can learn from it to do different. And that's the purpose of looking back. Looking back is to learn from the experiences that we had, but not to get stuck there because that's completed and we don't have control over what happened in the past. Like the past is the past and it's happened. You can't change that. But what you can do is learn from it so that you can continue to move forward and grow. And so as I have been doing this over the past year, I realized that there were some seeds that were planted in my childhood. Now, I don't know if this is where it originated, but as far back as I can think and remember, I know that I have always thought or had the thought that it was necessary for me to prove myself to people. And what I mean by that is, is like being Hannah wasn't enough. Um, Being interested in the things that I was interested in wasn't enough. And when I say this, you know, I, I'm also thinking the thoughts of, oh, well, when you get into a relationship, whether it's platonic or it's romantic, you do want to show interest and what the other person is interested in, right? Because it shows that person that they have value in your eyes, that you value how they feel, how they think, and what they like to do. So you're willing to do those things as well. But you're also looking for reciprocity, right? You're looking for that to be given back. Well, somewhere along the lines in my childhood, that became a little one-sided, Um, It wasn't about the reciprocation, but it was more so I feel like I was trying to earn the the love or the respect or the the time. Um, And I think it was more so the time because I as as far as I can remember, I do not recall ever feeling unloved by my parents or my family members. Um, I, I don't recall those things, but. The thought of, oh, to actually get your time 
to spend time with you, to be around you, I had to do the things that you wanted to do, whether I was really interested in, in it or not. And so that's that was the, the bigger question for me. Like, was I really interested in that or was I interested in it because of the person I was with? So prime example, I always, you know, um, tell people that I grew up tomboy, right? But when I think about it, like, Hannah, were you really tomboyish or was it because of the circumstances and the environment that you were in? Like, I um, I believe I've shared with you guys that I have two older brothers. I actually have three older brothers and an older sister. My eldest brother has already passed on and I did not grow up with my sister because she was from a previous relationship. And so we didn't really get to see each other that often um, as kids growing up. But she also is older than me. I'm the baby in the family. So anyways, um, but because I grew up with my brothers and my brothers are at least uh, 13 and 11 years older than me, there was a big age difference, a big gap. We really didn't have any common interests, but there were things that my brothers did um that I took interest in just to be around them. You know, for example, the reason why I am a Dallas Cowboys fan is because of my brother, Christopher. Christopher was born in, in Dallas, Texas, and um, that has just always been his team. And so I enjoyed watching football with him, and I learned the game of football from watching, you know, it with him. So I it has just always stuck with me to root for Dallas. And and now I am a Dallas fan through and through, whether I watch the game or not. <laughs> you know, um, with my father, my dad loved wrestling, WWE, WWF, like all of that stuff. And I would sit and watch it with him. And I knew all about Hulk Hogan and The Rock and The Undertaker and all that stuff. But it was like, did I really? Because as I got older, and yes, your your interests change as you get older. But like, even while I was still in the house, there was some point where when I no longer needed or felt um, or thought that I, I, I needed to be around their presence, it's almost like when that started to change and I started to hang around other people that those interest that I had also changed and so it just it, it's got me into thinking like okay I have been so caught up in wanting to spend that time and wanting to feel accepted by them and by people and it wasn't just with my my father and my brothers um I, I learned that this happened with friendships as well you know, I, prime example, I remember when I went off to college. Now, I had never gone to a club prior to going to college. And um, my my sweet mates, you know, they wanted to go clubbing. And because I wanted to hang out with them, I wanted to be around them, you know, because they were just cool girls, I went to the club with them. And we would go every Thursday and Friday night, you know, and just have a good time. And it got to a point where I was just like, I I didn't feel comfortable there. Like that just wasn't my space. That wasn't my environment. I, I didn't, it's not like I didn't enjoy it. Like I had fun dancing and everything, but just the, the environment wasn't for me. It wasn't my particular taste. And, you know, I do recall having a conversation with my friends and explaining that and they're like, you don't, if you want to hang with us, we can hang other places. We don't have to go there. And I think that was like one of the first times that I was honest with myself and honest 
with the people that I was with. And you would think that because that was a successful conversation that I carried that with me, but I didn't because I just kind of went back to my old ways of being a people pleaser, so to speak. Um, but now as I am getting older and, and, and I'm realizing like, okay, Hannah, you, it's not that you're pretending to be something that you're not, but you're not being 100% honest with yourself. You're not loving yourself, um, well, uh, you are really compromising a lot of what you truly want and desire it and it's to the point now where it's like well what do you want do you even know what you want because you've been so caught up in what other people expect of you and and not just what other people expect of me but what i think other people expect of me and you know how they think i should show up and present myself and it's like yes we have this council of of of, of people around us right like you want to have wise counsel around you so that people can help push you into purpose and to pull you out of your comfort zone and to keep you from getting stagnant but sometimes when you're when i let me not speak for anybody else but I have found that I have sometimes become so dependent on that outside voice, that outside affirmation, that outside, you know, um, encouragement that I have lost sight of what it is that I want or that I believe God wants for me to be doing. And so anyways, um, the other day I had a conversation that it was the simplest conversation that turned into a very heated discussion. And I realized as I reflected on how did we go from point A to point B, <laughs> um, that there was more to the, the conversation than was let on. You know, like what what I thought we were talking about was very surface. There was a lot of other stuff hitting beneath the surface. And those those hidden things, right? Because it's like we see a tree, but you don't see its roots. And depending on how deep those roots go, you don't know exactly how, how strong that tree is to hold up in a storm, right? And... It's not until you dig beneath the ground that you really find out how deep these roots go. Same thing with the iceberg. You only see the top of the iceberg on the surface of the water, but you don't know how far deep beneath the surface it goes until you look, which is why a lot of times if a ship doesn't avoid the iceberg and it crashes into it, it can do severe damage. And that's the same thing with our our relationships and, and with our words, right? Because if we're not honest with ourselves or with the person that we're in communication with about, and we're trying to stay surface with some things, the words that are coming out of our mouths, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the words that are coming out of your mouth, they're rooted deeply in your heart. And without even knowing it, you can say something that is very triggering for another person. 
And because of whatever state of mind or feelings that you're having in the moment, those words are meaningful. That you mean that in the moment because you feel that with the essence of your being. So yeah, when you come back, you're like, ah, I didn't mean it that way. Well, let's let's evaluate that. Did you? Are you sure you didn't mean it that way? Because that's the way it came out. And although you may have had good intentions because that came from your heart in the moment, like now that you're you're in a different headspace and you're thinking more clearly and and all the feelings are have because they're temporal, they've faded away, they've changed. Now you're like, oh, well, I didn't mean it that way, but you meant it that way when you said it. So let's go back there. Let's dig deeper into that. Why did you say that? What was your intention behind that? You know, what what did you mean? Because we have to be mindful of our words. We have to be mindful on how our words are going to affect people because they are left with the effects. While you're able to move on with your life because you're like, well, I didn't mean it that way or whatever. While you're able to move on, here is this person who is damaged, who has been hurt and who now has to cipher through all the things that were said, you know, and I, I was left that way after the, the end of this conversation. Like, okay, again, like I told you guys, I was really trying to figure out how did we go from here, this lighthearted conversation to this. There were some turning points in the conversation. There were some words that were said that were triggering for me. And I was just like, Oh no, you know, um, and I found myself um, alone. Now, when I say I found myself alone, I wanted to be alone because I, I needed silence. I, I needed to step away from the conversation so that I could reflect. But as much as I wanted to be left alone um, to reflect, I wasn't alone because my mind bully was still there as well. And so I found myself fighting against the words that I heard and my mind bully. So there was this external and internal fight going on at the same time that just left me feeling, I don't know, broken and alone, as I said before, um, just kind of in despair, a place of not just vulnerability, but a place of, okay, this is really dark. And for me, you know, being there is hard because it's hard as a believer and as a Christian to tell somebody or to share with somebody, I have depressive moments. There are moments where I feel depression and I feel it so deeply and I do my best to fight against it. Now, some people are able to fight against it in many different ways, right? And we don't share that we have these moments for many different reasons. One being because of the vulnerability. And I, I can only speak for myself why I don't like talking about it. I don't like talking about it because it makes me very vulnerable um, to expose that because uh, the thought process that goes through my mind is, is that once you let people know this, you're going to be criticized. You're going to be judged. You're you're going to be ridiculed because it's like, oh, how can you talk so much faith, but also say at the same time that you have moments of depression 
because I think two things can be true. Uh, like my friend Therese always says, I, I do believe that two things can be true. I believe that I can believe and, and, and have faith in God and know that trials and tribulations will come my way and that when they come my way that I can still rejoice if I choose to, depending on how I look at the situation. But I also know that sometimes I can allow things to become so overwhelming for me that it's like, oh, it, it's harder to rejoice in this situation because I'm flesh and I have feelings. And the, the difference is because of my faith, I don't stay there. You know, I, I, I may find my, myself there in, in some moments, but I don't stay there. You know, um, in this most recent time of, of feeling this depression, um, I kept reminding myself of Psalms 139. And, and that is what helps me to keep from hitting rock bottom. And, and this is for me. It may not be the same for everybody else. But for me, what keeps me from that breaking point is to remind myself that the darkness is not that dark to God. You know, um, in Psalms 139, it says that I can ask the darkness to hide me or the light around me to turn into night. But even darkness is not dark for you. And the night is as bright as day, you know, like darkness and light is the same to God because God is light. And so if he's with me wherever I go, because like the, even before that part of the, the verse, it talks about like, where, where could I go to escape from you? Um, you know, I can't get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the world of the dead, you're there. If I go as far as the east, you're there, or as far as the west, you're, he's everywhere, right? So even in my moment of feeling in this dark place, even though I can't see the light because all I can see around me is darkness, I hold on to knowing the light is there. Like I can't see it right now, but I know it's here. And because I know it's here, I'm just going to hold on to the knowledge that God is with me. I'm going to hold on to that so that I can eventually get out of this place and not stay here. Because I know if I stay here too long and I let my mind bully uh, run rampant in my head with thoughts that this could end disastrous, that it, 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 it can go a very bad way, you know? Um, and it's like I was saying in a message the other day, like a lot of times when we find ourselves in those dark moments, right? We, we prefer the isolation, and there's different reasons why you prefer the isolation because you just want some time with your thoughts. You want to clear your head. You you want that time to, to go and pray. Or maybe you find yourself in a position where it's just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. But we got to be careful about going to those dark places alone because what happens is, is that if we are not able to overpower the mind bully then the, and we give the mind bully too much control, then the mind bully is really going to have you living in fallacy about some things. And because the whole purpose of the mind bully is to bully you, is to break you down, is to make you feel like nothing, is to make you feel like you are insignificant, you're not important, and that you won't be missed. And we, we have to work against that because we are significant. We are important. We will be missed. So we can't allow ourselves to just be in that isolation for so for too long 
where it gets the best of us. So whatever it is that you need that works for you, use that. You know, whether you want to use Psalms 139 as a reminder that you're not in that dark moment alone, that the light is right there with you, whether it is that you you set a timer for yourself. Okay, I'm going to let myself sit in this for this long, but when this timer goes off, this is when I, you know, I need to, to do something different or turn open the lights in the room, whatever. Or whether it is that you have a friend that you tag team like, hey, right now I'm having a low day. I need you to check in with me at such and such time to make like whatever you need to work it all out to make sure that you don't stay there. Do that. Like I am here as well. You can write a, in a listener letter. You can send it to hannahsworld 0 at gmail.com just to say, hey, Hannah, keep me in your prayers. Like I, I really, what you said today really resonated with me. You can hit me up via DM as well on Instagram at hannahsworld 0 Like seriously, I, like I said, I wanted to, to talk about this today because I know that there are other people who experience this and go through this and it's hard to talk about it because of the fear of the unknown. The fear of people not understanding. I know for me, like I, when I'm saying this, I'm speaking about myself. It is the fear of being misunderstood. It is the fear of, of not knowing how somebody's going to take it. It is the fear of someone who I love not understanding because they don't have those moments. You know, it's really hard sometimes for people to empathize with what they don't relate to and that's the difference between sympathy and empathy you know what i'm saying empathy is just sitting in a moment with somebody and and understanding like this is how they feel and because this is how they feel and it's a real feeling for them i acknowledge that and i validate that these feelings are real for you sympathy is more like oh you know it's okay um there's a light at the end of the tunnel you know it's just like I don't expect for people to always understand what it is that I've gone through unless they've had a similar situation that they can relate, you know, which is why not everybody is going to be able to to relate to you. But we all have compassion built inside of us. We all have empathy built inside of us. And if we're willing to look beyond what's common to us or what is normal for us or what we experience and allow ourselves to see another person um, and see the world through their eyes, then it's not too hard to just have empathy. So let's try to show a little more compassion to people and let's not be afraid to share who we are because at the end of the day, there is somebody else out there who is going through a similar situation to you and they need to know that they're not alone. So I hope today that someone feels comforted and knows that they're not alone in this. Until next time, peace out world.